Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Here's Henry on the right side to the 10. Henry to the 5. Henry to the end zone. For double two, Derrick Henry. Second and goal from the two. Hill out of the gun. Now they run quarterback power and Taysom Hill walks into the end zone and there's still not been a team in the NFL has proven they can stop that play down tight and the Saints go up 13 to nothing on a two-yard run by Taysom Hill. Wisnowski has it down. Robbie Gold has it straight ahead and good! The 49ers have beaten the L.A. Rams again! Twice this year, twice last year. Sweep them up, baby. Second down and eight. Toss fake to Jones. Rolling left, Rodgers. Winds up, rainbows. Tunning it out there. Touchdown! On a rainbow down the middle to Robert Tunyon. They beat Eddie Jackson, the all-pro in the deep secondary. Some of the highlights from the day in the NFL. PK, a high-profile game, Kansas City and Tampa Bay, and Tyreek Hill did whatever he wanted in the first half, and the Chiefs hold on to beat the Bucks 27-24. Chiefs are rolling along with one loss, while the Bucks now have lost three out of the last four. You writing them off for the postseason at 7-5? and five? I mean, they'll be in it, but not going anywhere. Okay, that's two different things, obviously. Yeah, I think that Tom Drady is showing his age. He's still decent, but he's not dominant. Whereas Patrick Mahomes absolutely is dominant. That throw that he made to, to Hill to put them up, uh, what was it, 27-10 in the right corner of the end zone? I mean, you you literally couldn't have made the better throw. Hill was covered, and he made a great catch. But that throw was just absolutely perfect, spot on, whatever you want to say. It really is something to watch this young man play quarterback. He right now clearly, obviously, is the best, and to me, uh, he's the most entertaining player in the game. I wouldn't write the pa- uh, Buccaneers completely off, but uh, you know you lose this many in a row, and you, you got a situation basically. They may get beat down the stretch. They're not playing teams that are very good, so I could see them going four and zero the rest of the way here. But you go through their schedule and look at what have they done against playoff teams, two and four. So get to the playoffs, and maybe you win a game, but it's hard to see them winning more than two. Two would get him to an NFC title game, but even that seems like a little bit of a reach the way things are going right now. Other games in the NFL, uh, there were some teams that were, uh, I thought they were at least decent. They were playoff teams, and I expected them to win, and they still may be playoff teams, but it was red flags going up. The Raiders, who'd be the last playoff team in the uh, AFC or just outside of it there, they they got smoked in Atlanta, 43-6. And the Cardinals got beat by the Patriots, 20-17. And Arizona's still the, the last team in the NFC wildcard picture. But that was not good. Yeah, I would be more concerned about the uh, Raiders. That margin of victory or defeat was just absolutely awful. I think the Falcons are a better team than they've shown. Coaching change and- like Houston, changing everything for those two clubs? Yeah, they, they weren't playing to their level of talent, and obviously they put it together. The Cardinals, if they are a playoff team, they're barely a playoff team, yeah. which in my mind means you're barely above 500, mm-hmm. usually. 
So probably where they should be. They've had the, the thing about it is they had a couple of nice wins, and then they reverted back to what they probably are, and maybe we didn't think they were, but nevertheless, this is where they are. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta started 0 5. Obviously, they had a coaching change, but they are now 4 and 2 with Raheem Morris in charge, and you got to wonder how good a play he's making here uh, for the gig. Uh, they haven't beaten the best teams in the league, and they, they got pretty well dominated by the Saints, who are the best team in the division, and we'll see how they stack up in the league. But nonetheless, after your 0-5, 4-2 is a, is a pretty strong turnaround. Jason Hill ran for two TDs, threw for less than 100 yards. Cam Newton threw for less than 100 yards. It's odd to see a couple of teams win with quarterbacks throwing for less than 100 yards in what has become a, a passing league. Well, one team didn't have a quarterback, so, you know. Yeah. It made it easier for him, no doubt. Get the lead and just run it and get out of there. Uh, I, I, why why risk it? As I said on television, the only way the Saints were going to lose that game was through turnovers and special team scores and those types of things. And it's not like Taysom Hill is Drew Brees in his prime by any stretch. He's got a long way to go. So uh, there'll be time for Hill to prove himself. Over the course of however many games he's allowed to be the starting quarterback, or however many games he earns the right to be the starting quarterback, he will prove himself either not worthy or worthy. Obviously, I hope it's worthy for the kid. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, but yesterday wasn't one of those days to be proving yourself. It was just get out of there and move on. Well, they're going to go play the uh, Falcons next week, so we'll see if they can duplicate what they what they did at home. They've got the best record in the NFC right now. The Saints are nine and two. Green Bay's right behind them at eight and three. The Packers just shredding the Bears, forty-one uh, twenty-five. Doesn't really do justice to how lopsided that game got. Aaron Rodgers with four touchdown passes. That uh, looked easy for Green Bay. It looked really easy. I turned it off. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, Seattle's 7-3. and three. They could get to be 8-3 and three and right there with them. They're playing the Eagles tonight. You would expect they would pull that off. Uh, the Eagles, 3-6-1. and one, So they are now trailing the, uh, what, trailing Washington and New York, who are both 4-7 and seven after winning this week. Remember Mike Strauss used to be sports information up at Utah State? I do. He was working at Oklahoma State, and one year they went 0-10-1, and somebody asked him, what was your record? He said, oh... Ten and one. <laughs> nice. Always the way to reference the tie. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. The throw to the corner of the end zone. And the touchdown catch is made. Ryan Thompson, his first of the season. Play action to McGrew. Morris Otten. From the 16, first and 10. Watch the tight end, Odden, down here at the bottom. All by himself. Morris looking that way. Scrambling. Fires. Caught. Otten. Touchdown, Washington. 16-yard strike, and the Huskies take the lead with 36 seconds to go. Utah, 21-0 at the half, loses at Washington, 24-21. They lost the turnover battle, 4-3. PK, when you lose by three, there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, and we could spend a lot of this morning running through the woulda, coulda, shouldas. But, man, nine turnovers in two games, that is a horrible number. That is way too many. 
I think it's just a lot of different things here. I think it's some inexperience on defense, and this is a great time to get that inexperience out of the way. We saw Otten there as I asked Kyle in the post game, you know, about the, the big man uh, getting free across the middle, and he said when you're playing zone concepts, you're still supposed to match up, and they weren't matching up well enough with him. The tight end, Otten, had over 100 yards receiving. Pukunakua made a couple of great, great catches. catches. But, I mean, he's a really good player, and that's one of those players that I've been talking about for a good long while that somebody has got to corral in state because it seems like when they lose kids to out of state, they're not losing just uh, average guys. They're losing potential superstars, and Nakua is one of those kids. So that's one thing going on there, or two things if you count in the receiver. But I think it was more about not uh, covering guys the way they should, and I believe the way that they will over time. And then offensively, it's plagued them for years. They're not getting good quarterback play, and, and they're having problems there, and that. That's been an issue with the program for many, many years. That game-winning drive was Puka Nakua making two huge catches. The yeah. diving catch, the second one was beautiful. Was beautiful. It was more spectacular, but the first one was more clutch because it was third and ten, and they were deep in their own end. And you know, third down's the only down. Get off the field, all that stuff. And he goes out and and grabs that ball for 14 yards and a first down. And after he got in midfield, then Otten had three catches, including the touchdown. So those yeah, two guys catch. killing him. Second catch was John Jefferson was impressed. <laughs> John Jefferson. Nice. Former Arizona State and uh, Charger who was uh, capable of making spectacular grabs. Yeah, he made a catch one year in the back of the end zone against the Wildcats. That is simply known as the catch. His body yeah. literally was entirely parallel to the ground. And in places around Tempe, the photo hangs, bars and whatnot, yeah. it's blown up. It's enlarged, like almost like billboard size. Uh, and uh, Nakua, he's a stud. There's, there's no doubt about it. But for me, the Utes, it's about progression this year. And what a year to have! I don't even can't even call it a year, a season, to have all this opportunity to progress. Because I just can't get worked up on the standings. Uh, I've been saying it for weeks. It continues to manifest virtually every single week. You know, the, uh, and I know that, uh, well, Washington, they didn't know that Utah had uh, the – they both knew they were both playing each other at the same time, so they had the same amount of time to prepare. I understand all that. Uh, Kyle's better with the more preparation time he has. But at the same time, it's not like they got worked. It wasn't 48-10. to 10. It was the lost by three points on the road to maybe a decent Washington team. That's not that bad. Get all get all your foibles and your mistakes out of the way these next few games, regroup, and let's come back and hope we have a real season in 2021. They're playing Oregon State Saturday night. That's been given the 8.30 uh, time slot on ESPN. But as we've seen, those things are flexible. <laughs> Last week was flexible much later in the week. But for now... 8.30 on ESPN. In December, wow. That's something to look forward to. Good <laughs> thing fans can't go to that one. Right. Uh, Oregon State is coming off a uh, win over Oregon. Did that surprise you, the way Oregon State was able to fight back late in that game? I mean, early they were up, okay, but when Oregon took the lead, is Oregon State really going to you know punch back here? And, and they did. Well, it wasn't to me that the surprise was they got the defensive stop because they, they had an interception, then they had a defensive stop. 
Oregon had the interception, then they had, uh, you thought Oregon State uh, was not very good defensively. The nature of the game looked like, obviously, it was going to be high scoring, 41-38, and they got a stop. So I wasn't as surprised that Oregon State scored. It was more to get the stop, although down there at the goal line, the refs, I mean, they missed the offsides <laughs> goal line by Oregon. The kid oh. had, I think he had to come back. Just one? And rush he had to go towards the goal line to make a play. That's how far he was off sides, and they didn't call it. I mean, it was just – he was – his whole body was off sides. They didn't it, call it. And then the quarterback gets hurt. They have to bring hurt, in the yeah. backup, and he rushes at the goal line. So, yeah, it, it's what I've been saying for years in the Pac-12. You try to figure out game to game. seems like every year two or three head scratchers. This was one of them. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to get a playoff thing. They're not going to play enough games. SC's got the situation. And, and, and to an extent, it's their own fault because they waited. But the Big Ten started. Now Ohio State may not play, so they may not be in. It's, just, it, it's really, really hard for me to get worked up about standings and races this season. Have you seen the point spread for the Utah-Oregon State game? I have not seen any point spreads. I mean, to me, point spreads this year are a joke. I mean, and that's another thing, too. The Utes didn't have all the guys, and not Washington probably didn't either. But you know, they're having some guys who can't play because of these other situations, the situation here. And so who's available from week to week? I mean, I, you, they change centers. And, and then, really, if you move somebody from the offensive line over to center, that means you're changing two positions, yep. two out of the five. So it gets crazy. But to answer your question, I haven't. I'd probably say four or five. Utah's favored by nine. Surprised me when I saw that. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Ramsey for Jokio. Bowser makes the catch. Ball's going to be fumbled into the end zone, and the Spartans will recover in the end zone. That is the touchdown on the last play of the game. Kalen Gervin, I believe, ended up with a football in the end zone. Mel Tucker and the Spartans have upset Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. A stunner for some in East Lansing. 29-20 will be your final score. Michigan State giving Northwestern their first loss of the year. Northwestern drops to 5-1, and one, and PK, that would seem to be one team BYU can catch in the rankings. They probably have to catch several, but... This week, if the committee's going to go on some kind of course correction for BYU, uh, with BYU not playing and the rest of the teams in front of them either winning or not playing, and there were several that didn't, uh, I guess that's the one team Cougar fans can look at and say, okay, maybe Northwestern drops below us. Maybe Northwestern doesn't go to a New Year's Six. That's one team out of the way. Okay, maybe New Year's doesn't matter Northwestern, but you're not. it's not between you and Northwestern. So, I mean, that... If you're looking for a, a positive, I guess, but that's a stretch. Other games, uh, Stanford beat Cal on a game-tying point after late in the game, blocked. So Stanford gets out of there with a win, their first win of the year. Cal's 0-3, Stanford's 1-2. and And UCLA dominated Arizona. There's the other two games in the Pac-12. You take anything from either one of those? quarterback on the first play of the game. They had to put a first-year freshman in there. I mean, what do you expect? 
Colorado beat San Diego State in the non-conference game in Boulder, 20 to 10. Colorado had San Diego State's offense locked up. The only defense was a pick six, or the only touchdown was a defensive score pick six for San Diego State. So Colorado's three and zero, two and zero in league, but three and overall now. DJ and PK Vanderbilt fired Derek Mason. I guess we should mention that, and uh, they got worked. They're zero and eight yeah. this year. Non-conference yeah, that, games. That young lady. <laughs> Who made that squib kick? She, man, this is a tough business. I learned long ago that college football is a business. <laughs> and it's a business for Derek Mason. 27 and 55 there. So another uh, another job opens up. Well, it's an African-American, so we'll hear about that because there's so few. He's, a, he's an Arizona kid, so I've been following him for a good while. Uh, but Vanderbilt's and obviously it's a difficult place to win, which is what people will say when they say, yeah, you can uh, African-Americans, you can get New Mexico State, you can get Vanderbilt. Uh, and I, it's improved to an extent, but not at the rate that many folks would want. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz are going to play three preseason games. December 12th against the Phoenix Suns at Vivint Arena. December 14th, the same two teams here in Utah. And then the 17th, the Jazz go on the road and play the Clippers in L.A. Silver lining, PK, shortening up the preseason. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess so. How many did they normally play? I couldn't tell you. Uh, it had been eight. It had gone down to five or six, and now it's gone down to three. Okay. Yeah, everything is condensed, so of course you would condense that. It's just an issue of being able to have uh, games. That, that's to, to me, I'll be more excited about the preseason than I've ever been because it just means NBA is back and they're closer to playing games. Obviously, we're under a month now. Yeah, it's and what training camp supposed to start this week, right? Yep, and December Tomorrow. twenty-two. So we're looking at a little more than three weeks uh, yeah. to the game. Dennis, Dennis Lindsay and Justin Zanuck are going to meet with the media, kind of the post-free agency preseason uh, Zoom press conference and probably get 20, 30 minutes tops, but probably closer when they to doing that? 20 minutes. They're doing that uh, today, I think, at 1130. And the COVID protocols announced for the NBA. If you test positive, whether you have symptoms or not, you're going to be out a minimum of 12 days. So... That's the way the NBA is going to handle this going forward, at least for now. But that's the plan here as the season gets going. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Utah State closed out the trip to South Dakota with a win. They beat Northern Iowa 82-71. And BYU, a slow start, but then a 30-6 run to close the first half. And they had the game at halftime. And they beat UVU 82-60. Alex Barcelo leading the way with 20 points. Uh, either one of those games do anything for you? Is Barcelo the guy who's going to be leading BYU in scoring this year? They have so many new guys in new roles. Uh, probably, yeah. He's their most veteran guy on this team. So, uh, particularly with the same team, uh, the other guard. Uh, what are they calling the ABBA thing? Because you get the AB and the BA. Uh, thing going on, so that's a little catchy thing, although I don't know that I'd like to be called ABBA. Uh, but uh, the, the, the biggest news for me is that they lost Baxter, who had been starting 
to and he had the same thing last year. He missed the season and he did come back at the end. Uh, but near what's it now, a knee injury? I mean, the kid can't ACL, stay healthy. Yeah. And it's just awful because he's got a lot of athletic ability. I mean, they've got bodies to recover for his loss, I believe. But uh, for him, it absolutely sucks. Yeah, and they've got, they've got guys who can play, but how many... How do you really replace minutes for a guy who is that that long, that athletic? I mean, yeah, I think the loner kid can can handle it uh, over time. He's a freshman, but I'm more concerned about the individual, individual. rather than the blow to the team. What is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, more college hoops. Ken Pomeroy, KenPom.com at 8 o'clock. Yogi Roth, Pac-12 Networks, coming up at 8.30. Dueling questions of the day for both the Utes and the Cougar football programs, and we will get to those coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone.